The choice of the JSB crew for this morning. Our theme is Spring Delight. Hashtag Spring Delight. And if you want to hear a song that uh, covers that for you, as we say, it could mean picnics. It could mean sunshine. It could mean love. And in this case, the new master sounds featuring the lovely Corrine Bailey Ray with Your Love Is Mine. 7.15 and we are cracking into our first story. Seems like spring is uh, in the air because we're talking about growing community gardens. Nonkululeko Britain Masikela runs Kula Organic. It's a venture that takes organic produce from farm to table and she's now piloting something called the Kula Africa Academy. Nonkululeko, thank you so much for joining us. Michelle, good morning. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure, and I know it's early on a Sunday morning, so we appreciate <laughs> your time. Dosh, your boss and my boss said, listen, you're a farmer, you've got to be away. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, methinks that farmers are, are up early anyway, so I hope uh, that's the case with you. Nonkululeko, uh, tell us a little bit about Kula Organic. It is a venture that you started uh, a, a while back and uh, is now uh, growing quite rapidly. It has. Um, so so it's, it's an interesting circle of my own personal journey, if you like, um, which started off with a, call it a social experiment to grow food in my own backyard, yeah. my small backyard. And I mean, this was a, a thing of it, how, how, sta- how, how um, food secure am I? You know, when I have to buy even the of things like lettuce or spinach that um, when I actually started growing it in my backyard, I found I could actually quite do so easily. Um, And it kind of triggered triggered a bit of curiosity in me. And I think that kind of stemmed naturally into something that I was was doing organically, a a business course um, for work purposes and during that course, I met my permaculture mentor, actually, yeah. and um, that took a little food garden, backyard garden, into something that became a bit of a bigger backyard, my family's <laughs> plot. <laughs> yeah. My family's plot, and the whole thing was, how do I take what I've learned business school and scale this uh, food experiment to a sustainable food garden project slash small scale farm on my parents try to get space more productive yeah and it was also a personal legacy issue right so we're at that case where you're asking what is what is my contribution and i've had many contributions that i've done uh for communities in the past but i had to start in my own backyard essentially with my own family and take it back there so Um, i just want to jump in i want to i want to ask you this there's two terms that you've used that some of us may not understand. When we talk about food security, what does that actually mean uh, for an individual, A? And secondly, when we talk about permaculture, how do we hmm. explain that to our listeners? I'll tell you the way my my mentor explained it to me, that, that literally the, the switch went on as soon as he said, he's from Limpopo. Yeah. And in Limpopo, he grew up with food as abundance. I mean, yes. they just grow things. There's a beautiful climate of growing your own food as well as necessity to grow your own food, of course, because of where shops are in relation. But also, um, 
the need to grow food that is locally produced, your own backyard, and and form, forms a part of an ecosystem that you have within your own backyard. Yeah. So that's where permaculture comes in. The 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 notion of being food secure is. He said he came to Joburg, leaving Limpopo his food abundance yeah. um, environment. And he was basically working as a security guard here, having to buy his own food every single day, feeling like he's not really the most secure. You know, growing up in an environment where food was in the backyard to having to extend yourself beyond yeah. to actually get food. He said that made him so vulnerable and hunger became a very big commodity in his life. Like he was constantly hungry or constantly thinking of food where he yeah. never grew up like that. That for me put a switch on. I thought, goodness, what am I doing to yeah. um, curb this culture of us consuming everything we eat? And how, how do I bring that teaching to my own children to say, you can grow some of the things that you eat, yeah. if not or strive to do all. Yeah. In fact. Actually, sorry, go for it. Yeah, what's actually interesting is, is COVID and how that has affected yeah. us and how that has actually then made that notion so much more profound, right? So there was a time when we weren't sure if we find food on the shelves. And quite frankly, there was a time when vegetables were even scarce on the shelves. Yeah. And what did, what did that do for us? Um, to just bring it home, you know, just how food insecure are you? How how um, maximum of a consumer are you? And how do you then break that cycle of just consuming everything you eat when uh, you could grow some of it? I'm interested in how you've, you've shifted, I mean, one could call it your business model, in that you, you started as a fresh veggie delivery service. But mm. now, in fact, you've become a knowledge transfer service. So teaching people about how to grow gardens, working on issues such as African woodworm, herbal remedies, and the like. Tell us a little bit about that. That that was essentially when, when the COVID uh, bug hit us. Ah. And we, we had to literally halt our operations because traveling towards to people was, was a bit of a... <laughs> was it was impossible for for the first three months of our hard lockdown. Yeah. So we actually then took to drawing board and said, how how did this start? What is the value of our business? And that was, if I had started with that, um, with that consciousness of growing my own food, how do I bring that to people? And it actually just became a fertile environment to do that because mm. people were thinking the same thing. How do, I, how do I grow my own food? And a lot of the anxiety, the biggest challenge we've seen was the mind shift is not so much people not wanting to grow their own food, but feeling they don't know how to. Yes, that would be um, me. And, would be and me. being scared to kill things, as yeah. people would say. <laughs> Everything yeah. I grow dies. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and, so, and so it was about, okay, how do I do, transfer this knowledge I've learned growing my own food practically and not not in a very like theoretical way you know of going to agri school and you know doing crop production and horticulture and um taking it from that level but to a very practical here's a, a backyard here's how to within a boot camp style um with boot camp style grow your own food and that's that's the model that I've taken to um, Kula Academy. It's something yeah. we've just launched to say, how do we get more people 
thinking of not just growing food for themselves, but extending the notion of growing food to a community level. And and, and essentially um, making agents of change as opposed to um, for just consuming food. But agents that will that will see that project to succession and to a place where it becomes financially sustainable for that project. So so that it doesn't rely on donations yes. necessarily, so, that it actually is able to produce its own seeds, keep its own seeds, um, that it's able to 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 produce things that they can sell as well as extend beyond the value chain. So uh, Nonkululeko, in closing, um, what what is interesting is also this idea of urban farming and how how we engage that in various different spaces in our city areas. I mean, we it's it's a very different commodity because it's it's not based on huge land operations. How are you engaging in that conversation? That's 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 a it's a very interesting conversation, and it also comes back to some experiments I've been doing during a lot. I've been doing a lot of container um, gardening and plant a box for um, things and ways you can grow quite sufficiently without extensive space. But using containers, using planter boxes, you can even go vertical if you have the, the means to do, to do that. But there is very much ways that we've explored and in, in, in new ways of growing food that allows for us to think, uh, to rethink how we can use our smaller urban spaces to actually grow food. The point is, we should be growing, starting with we are, and moving from there. Well, I may very well be one of those people that comes to you for advice because I've started to uh, grow succulents purely because I feel like my green fingers are not quite. <laughs> That's a really safe way to start. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Nkululeko Britain Masekela, thank you so much for joining us. She's a farmer, she's an entrepreneur, and she runs Kula Organic, taking uh, organic producers from farm to table, but also piloting the Kula Africa Academy to encourage this movement to grow community gardens. Thank you very much.